Hi, guys, and welcome to episode 29 of On Stadium Boulevard. I'm your host, Lexi, with my host, Josh and Jordan. Um, so, guys, I know we, we were kind of uh, having guests there, not having to talk uh, Michigan basketball, but we're back, baby. <laughs> we've been spoiling you guys a little bit, haven't we? Um, but, yeah, no, the guests have been amazing. It's been great. But let's let's talk some basketball because um, tournament time's coming up. Yeah, that's right. The best time of the year. Best time of the year. Outside of college football, but there's just something about March Madness that I just feel no postseason can can beat it. <laughs> you could feel it last Saturday with all – I guess last weekend, really, with all the buzzer beaters. And yeah, I was like, wow, was it March? Were, <laughs> you know, yeah. seeing teams blow a 13-point lead in a minute, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, but, at this point, too, for Michigan, where they're at in their season, like – and the situation they're in, it feels like it's March Madness already because every game is like yeah. must win for them at this point. So Absolutely. we already kind of have an early feel for it. For sure, for sure. So yeah, I mean they're making a good tournament push, and I know, and, and I we all have had our doubts and criticisms and stuff, but you know, and like I said, to you guys before, if there's just one thing that Juwan's teams do is that they just will fight to the very end. I mean. It kind of sucks that they got themselves in the hole they did, but I mean, you can just tell when it comes down to it, they fight for him, they play for him, they love him, you know. So I just think we just had hit a little rough patch, had to get some things figured out. But these guys are not giving up, so I'm not giving up on them either. <laughs> yeah, no, and I admit I've been I have been very critical, pretty harsh about the basketball slow. team. There were some pretty but bad games. <laughs> it, it's just been tough, you know, with me growing up watching like elite Michigan basketball competing for big 10 titles seasons like these are just not things I'm used to, I guess. And I think I just expect so much from them that when we have these types of down years, it just gets really frustrating for me. But, and I mean, we've seen it the past two years and we've really seen it in the whole Juwan Howard era is even with a rough start, they do pick it up towards March. And, um, it would be nice to be a little more consistent in the regular season, but you can't complain about getting better later in the year because that is when you want to be playing your best basketball. Well, yeah, and this is like one of the youngest teams in the country right now. So the fact that they're doing this well, this I mean, it just it's a good sign that they're coming along. And they didn't really get blown out too often before when they lost. It was just like they choked a lot of really close games that would have been really nice to have at this point, but... You can definitely see the improvement right now with like Doug McDaniel, Kobe, even Terrace Reed. Like everybody's kind of coming along, and I think mm-hmm. it's been tough for like for Jawan to keep like a consistent roster every year. There's a lot of turnover, a lot of people transferring, leaving for the draft, and it's really tough. So I think there's some positives though with it right now. And to think with all these struggles, we're tied for second place in the Big Ten right now. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about, but we are. I mean, the Big Ten has not been good this year. I mean, we have seven losses, but that's I mean, been our saving grace. Is like much. the Big Ten being like mid is has been our saving grace. And it's not us consuming ourselves. <laughs> but um you know, they had they lost two in a row there. Um, but then they picked right up. Huge win against MSU in a very emotional night, and then um, Rutgers. That was that was what I don't know. That was an interesting win last week. I thought. Yeah, I didn't see it coming, especially like we have not done well on on road environments and, and kind of dropped the ball. But man, I saw that spark, and I'm like, okay, 
if we can just carry that spark through the rest of the season, I think we could win out. And sure enough, you know, you saw how they how they did, um, you know, against Wisconsin. So thank God for Hunter Dickinson. <laughs> yeah, and that Rutgers game, I mean, they started off really rough, going down thirteen to three right away, and that mm-hmm. building was like buzzing. Those fans were going crazy. It it looked like it was going to be really bad, really ugly, and I thought maybe the season was going to be over right there, but. I mean, like we said earlier, they never quit. John Howard teams never quit, and they pretty much took over the game in the second half. That Rutgers game was so crazy because, especially in what is one of the, if not the toughest environments in the Big Ten, to go down by ten and then probably put it in, and then put in probably your best defensive effort of the year to only give up forty-five points. Wow, I mean, mm-hmm. and thirteen of those were probably in the first like five minutes of the game. So. um that was definitely one of the most impressive wins of the season by Michigan. Um, Kobe Bufkin was incredible. He's been incredible. We, it is un- amazing to see him improve. He could be the most improved player in the country this year, believe oh, it or not. absolutely. It's been so great. You know, and I mean, kudos to Jawan for just showing that he can continue to develop these players, like even through adversity, even through, you know, what we deem as a down year, but we're tied for second place in the big 10 and, and still having hope for, for, for the tournament. So uh, it's been, it's been good to see that. Like yeah. you guys said, the development of all these players have been incredible, but Kobe has just been on another level um, and really coming into his own, which I think he was kind of forced to given the, the, you know, the injuries that this team has, has gotten and stuff. And he really stepped up and it's been so impressive. Yeah. And to add to that, like there's the guy that was supposed to be their starting point guard, Jalen Noel, and he went down right away. So they were without him most of the year. Then Jet goes down. He's been out like in and out getting hurt all year. So they're just fighting through it right now. They're missing a lot of guys and I mean, they're finding other guys to step up and help out. It's it's pretty impressive. It'll be really impressive if they can finish the job on this one. You know, and you mentioned development. You know, there might be some valid criticisms against Juwan. Develop is not development is not one, and you just see that with the way, especially with Kobe and Doug McDaniel this year. But also look in the NBA. Look what Franz Wagner is doing in the NBA. That's a Juwan coach guy right there. So that that, that is um something that I think Juwan deserves more credit for um because i do think a lot of their improvement is coaching so it's it's great to see that you, that there's continued improvement throughout the season and i hope in the future we can get off to a little faster start but like we've been mentioning um just incredible improvement and you know that when their backs are against the wall you're going to get the best michigan team there is yeah like you said doug mcdaniel it's it's so impressive what he's been able to do because He's just a true freshman. I don't think he was expecting to be the starter at all this year. And he just kind of got lunged into that role in the middle of like this season. That's just been a role. Next year, he needs to be on the radar. That's going to be the best point guard in the country because his handles are just insane. Like I just, I, I can't, he reminds me a lot. And I know this is like a big comparison, but like with Allen Iverson and the way that he just could like flow the ball and you're like, Whoa, how did he just, what, how did he do that? How did the ball get over there? And even his defense, it's just like that smothering, you know, mm-hmm. like the gnat on the ass of life type of thing. Where you're like, get away from me. But he's just always in your face, has done an incredible job. I'm so excited for, you know, the future with him. And you and think at like Doug being such a short height, you know, you look at some of the sh- other shorter guys, they seem to be a liability on defense. Doug is not a liability. He doesn't, 
excellent job, you know, and especially with contesting shots getting steals. He has a lot of steals. The scoring role he's taken on, too, his past three games, he's at 18, 16, and 20. I would have never expected him to score that much. And it's just so impressive because he's doing it very efficiently, too. His range is expanding. He's hitting a lot more jump shots. So um, Doug's incredible, and it's going to be nice to hopefully see some continuity next year at the point guard position and really see what happens when – because I don't think we've had the same point guard two years in a row under Juwan. So I'm excited. I'm very excited for that. For sure. Yeah, I think he has a big chance next year to have a, like, I guess you could say this year is kind of a breakout year for him, but I think next year is going to be, like, another level for him, to be honest, because he'll be in the system already for a whole year. He'll know what he's doing, and I'm really excited about it, too. So I just I can't stop talking about just the the buzzer beater. I can't stop thinking about it. I just, like, I'm thinking if we can ever revert back to a point, that's it, you know, and um, and it's just cool that that got to be Hunter, especially in his last home game. Like, it, you know, maybe his last home, or game is it? Game. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> no, it was incredible. I I remember I was I was really PO'd. I was like, we did not just lose another close game in a game <laughs> we were in the lead in, and um, I'm not gonna lie, I had I didn't think I had a shot of going in, and it went in nothing but net and. Gosh, I, I, you should have heard my house. We years. We oh, I was in the end. car. I was like screaming. I like rolled the window and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it was incredible. And once that happened, you just knew that Michigan was not going to lose that game. And they were actually trailing for a little bit in that overtime, but you guys kind of knew that. Like, oh, yeah. They weren't going to let that go. And once Kobe got that and one, shout out to him for having, what, 28? Yeah, 28. Once, <laughs> once Kobe got that and one to take the lead, it was over. So yeah. it was just incredible. They, they just played tougher. They wanted it more, and they showed it. And, oh, God, what a great, scruffy win, especially against Greg Gard in Wisconsin. It's like there's just Gosh. nothing better than sticking it to them. And do you guys think Hunter might have even gotten fouled on that shot? It looked to me like he did, but I don't he know. Might, no, I he mean... went behind him. Oh, like, okay. See, like, the one angle? It's kind of funny, actually. I think Scott <laughs> Bell sh- shared, and he was like, laugh my ass off, like, and it was like, you just saw the guy diving past Hunter. He's just like. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Okay. <laughs> like one I mean, dive behind him, one dove in front of him. I thought the way worst one was when we were um, down by one and uh, Kobe drives the lane oh. and kind of gets smacked on smacked. the head. Yeah. Clearly no. smacked on the head and there's just no call. And what was the other one that really upset me? When they were reviewing the out of bounds, you can see on the out of bounds, Hunter Dickinson is getting reached big time. They just like. <laughs> Why can't we call yeah. a foul here? If we're reviewing it, call the damn foul. But I don't know. I know. Big Ten rules are weird. We all we all love to complain about the Big Ten rest. It's a common thing in this conference, but they're terrible. And well, the, we got the like, consistent about, especially like you know, certain teams and stuff. Like you got to make sure it doesn't get out of hand and and things like that. But it just felt like though with Wall from Wisconsin, he could do whatever he wanted, and if anybody touched him, it was a foul. It was like ridiculous because the calls weren't going both ways on that and i don't know if they what it is about him or why they love him so much but he seemed to get every single call the whole time <laughs> oh my god and if you are saying hunter stomped on that dude on purpose please shut up please <laughs> cry shut more up. that's what i say cry more oh like, my god dude. Like, you you watch brad davison and your own squad do what he especially did. coming from wisconsin fans like, yeah like come on man 
In the same right. game, you had a guy intentionally slap Doug in the face. So please just stop it. Sorry, I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> ridiculous, dude. That people don't like. Josh has been mad about that for a while. So. I understand, like, like Hunter, he talks shit, and it's like understandable. You should, but like you can't just make him out to be a dirty player with these reaches because he talks trash. You know, and that's yeah. what frustrates me. Anyways, um, so Michigan's making a little push, obviously for the tournament. What do you guys think they got to do to get in? I think we got to win out for sure. I think, you know, we have to win out. I It's not going to be easy. It kind of sucks that these are our last two games. Um, but I think that if we win out and we don't even win one of the Big Ten tournament games, um, that we would still probably get in. That's just my take. But I think if we just do the bare minimum on the regular season, we should, I mean, the maximum. Yeah, I can, I kind of feel like you have to win one more of the regular season games and then at least one of the Big Ten tournament games, if not two, just to be safe. But I think one win in the regular season and one Big Ten tournament might just might be enough. I think, um, I think they 19... want them. They want us in. I think they really do well, want us. And I mean, it's just Michigan basketball and, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Block M sells, so we're going to get the benefit of the tout. I think 19 wins is the magic number. Um, that gets you at least a play-in, uh, especially since both these games are quad 1A wins. I mean, if you go 1-1 one and one and then as long as you don't lose to, like, a Minnesota in the Big Ten tournament, you're fine. Um, yeah. A lot of what I'm seeing says that if Michigan wins one more in the regular season, they should be good. Um, it helps that the bubble was pretty awesome. bad this year. But mm-hmm. we got in with a worse record last year. So, I mean, I think we had a lot better wins last year, but. Yeah, We're yeah. going to get the benefit of the doubt no matter what when it comes to the tournament. So. It's definitely going to be tough, though. Going on the road to Illinois, it, we all know that's not easy. And then going to Indiana on senior day for uh, Trace Jackson Davis, that's just <laughs> – that's not going to be easy either. They're not going to let that one go easy. So they got a tough road ahead of them. But what do you guys think, though? Do you think they match up better with Illinois now that they don't have Kofi anymore? A hundred percent. I don't mm-hmm. – I think they're tall as – big man is like six foot nine i could yeah. be wrong there but illinois has been really disappointing this season too um you know mm-hmm. really I, I mean i know we can say that because we've experienced it ourselves but i just don't think they're as tough team as is they've been in the past and definitely not without kofi so um i think it, it's it would be a good chance to finally uh get a win against brad underwood because isn't Jawan like I think he's 0 4. Yeah, I don't think he's ever beat him. Oh, God, I hate that. We need a win. We need it's, it's like, win. Yeah, Illinois is like Juwan's kryptonite. I don't know well, what it is. But. They've come yeah. so close. I think, like, I remember one time Simpson, I think it was when he was still there and Io, like, hit a buzzer beater or something. It was a buzzer beater. It's been yeah. within, like, a couple possessions every time, as they yeah. one. Except game. for, like, the one year they whooped us in the COVID year, but outside yeah. of that, yeah. Like, I don't count that. I don't count that. Maybe we're due. You never know. I, we got to be due, man. And this is the first <laughs> year we really match up well with them, I think. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Um, I think I'm more confident against Illinois than Indiana just because I honestly think that Illinois' home court advantage is kind of overrated. Yeah. Um, every time I watch them play, it doesn't seem that loud. Assembly Hall seems way tougher to play in. So, But I think yeah. they can get one. I think they'll sneak one out. They just I, they really only need to get one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be incredible if we went two and zero though and beat Indiana at their place. Oh man! We go two and zero. Purdue goes zero and two. Boom. 
share the Big Ten title. Oh man, I tell <laughs> that you would what, be wild. you're gonna people are gonna hate me on Twitter. That's what all I gotta say is you better. Uh, I'll be I'll after. be pushing a narrative. Big Ten champion with seven losses will be. No. Who does yeah. Purdue have left on their schedule? Uh, shoot, who do they have? <laughs> um, I I couldn't tell you. I could probably pull it up real quick. <laughs> It's pretty um, interesting though. I think, I think they have one tough game. Yeah, no, they have uh they have Illinois. And then oh they have at Wisconsin. Wisconsin at Wisconsin and then home oh. versus Illinois. Well, that's not that's no easy. No, I'm telling you, it's so possible, I mean, boys. It's so possible. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, our slate's tough too. I mean, I think that it's possible that a four-way tie could happen. That would be the so. craziest thing ever. I'd be Insane. You never know, I'd man. Wear the you badge never proud, know. though. I don't care. Give me a share of it. After this <laughs> season, I'll take a share of it. <laughs> oh, definitely. We'll take anything. Hang so, another banner. Um, <laughs> and Indiana game, more of a kind of a revenge game, I guess, after what happened last time. So I don't know. Do you guys feel more comfortable with that game or Illinois? I'm I'm more comfortable with Illinois because me too. Indiana, yeah. me it's too. like I uh, and especially at I mean their place Summit Hall is like one of the most difficult environments to play in in college mm-hmm. basketball. But uh, you know they're just hot right now. Trey Jackson Davis playing out of his mind. You know, and it's really it's been cool to kind of see him develop as a player all through all through his his tenure at, um, at Indiana. Yeah, I mean. I don't like I, think, I don't like the idea of playing there to, to end the season. No, I, I'd rather play at Illinois the second game. I think um, Indiana is probably the hottest team in the Big Ten right now. They're playing so well, um, and it would be nice to just get a win uh, against Illinois and maybe have a little less pressure in that game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely more comfortable against Illinois. But we also think if we look at the Indiana game at home. We played very well until the last five minutes or so. We so we can look game. at the – we should have won that game. I think yeah. we won that game. We, we played terrible. Right now. <laughs> like we played terrible, and, and they barely beat us. That's why I'm like, they're so overrated every year. Like, they even though they're high, it's like they still fall short so much when it matters mm-hmm. or just, you know, squeak out wins. Yeah, but home court advantage in the Big Ten is huge. And like we said, senior day and everything, I just don't like Michigan's odds in that one. Not right. saying it's impossible, but I don't think you want that to – you know, be the game that it all comes mm-hmm. down to. I think. Yeah, yeah. You, Illinois you is pretty much a must win. I think you gotta get, you gotta be Illinois to take some pressure off your back against Indiana. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think a lot of it depends on if Kobe can continue to be hot. I cannot believe how clutch he's been these past few games. So, even Joey I mean, Baker has kind of been hitting some big shots too mm-hmm. lately, which we didn't mm-hmm. see much earlier. Which We're is that's exciting. I think. Yeah, dude, you are on this team to shoot threes, shoot the ball when you're open. They're really filling in for Jet while while he's out. I think. Well, they just the thing they they just need to take care of the ball. Like these reckless turnovers, these silly turnovers, Mm -hmm. or not making layups, or you know putting up bad shots. They just need to be conscious because the second they're conscious and just take care of the ball, Mm -hmm. I feel like they could beat anybody, anybody Mm -hmm. right now. The ceiling is so high. Yes, the potential is. squad is out of out of this world, and I just want to mm-hmm. see it, especially you know come the more important times. And I think that those mistakes kind of show like the team's youth a little bit, and how young they are. I'm that stuff will kind of get fixed. I think as they get older and have more experience in big time play, but they they're doing a really good job right now. I think the last few games they're hot. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a must go two and a week, but must go one and one. You can't go on two. It's basically. must. It's must yeah. go one and one. Um, and we'll see what happens. I mean, like I said, we're playing our best basketball of the year right now. So, it's a good time to be it, playing your best basketball, too. Hope it, um, hope it translates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, we got another mailbag. It's been a while, yes. a little bit since we did mailbag this. Mailbag is back. We've been on. Um, <laughs> interviewing other people but now we're back to asking you guys so uh this is um we're starting out with a football question i kind of combined these two questions from um my boy kyle Rowe and then electro because they were pretty similar so kyle asked um would you rather see amorian walker there's been buzz about him playing cornerback i think that's his position right now you would rather see him on offense or defense and then electro asked after after that on um, how many Interceptions? Do you think he gets this year, Marion Walker? So, oh well, I think just based on what I've heard. Obviously, I don't know anything because I'm not at practice or anything. We didn't really see him on offense last year, but from what I've seen, like the drill he did was it the the, the cone the drill or cone. something? Yeah, it was like the fast faster than any NFL combine record and. I mean, just based on that and his size and everything, I'd kind of like to see him on defense just because they need um, somebody to play DB more than they need a receiver right now, I think. I think the offense is okay. And I don't know. I just like the idea of having somebody taller. It seems like Michigan usually has guys who are a little smaller, and it'd it'd be really nice to have him. He'd match up well with a lot of the bigger receivers. And, I mean, his quickness is ridiculous for somebody at his size. And uh, how many picks he gets? I think, I, I think maybe four. I think he might get a few yeah. more. Yeah, because I think because he's new to the position, and everything they might try to test him a little more. I know that's kind of bold, but I, I mean, he's a wide receiver. He was he's got hands. As a wide receiver, so you know he's got good hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree with you, Jordan, though, because I think that having someone that size, strength, like. Um, and, and just the depth of that, of having depth in our secondary, just, it sounds a lot better than wide receiver because, you know, we, we aren't a pass heavy squad. So um, I, I'm excited to see him on defense. I, I saw that clip and it's like, okay, like <laughs> let's get you on one side. We'll chance another that we're good. But I yep. mean, you, you know, that's what I'm saying that having that size that Michigan normally doesn't, we do have smaller guys, Will Johnson, like a little bit smaller, you know, but mm-hmm. um, it will be nice to match up with, you know, the bigger guys in, in the Big Ten. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think I just you might get three picks. I was going to say three. <laughs> I, I just think of a uh, 6'3 Will Johnson on one side and a 6'4 Morion Walker on the other. They're athletic. They're freaky. I mean, yeah, I think we're all in agreement here that we would like to see him on defense. And it's kind of funny because we were talking about how wide receivers were kind of a weak point last year, but we also have a lot more younger guys in that room. Mm-hmm. And Michigan does need is still kind of battling out that CB two position. So yeah, I just think of the length. Um, length is huge. It would, I think it would, could legitimately be a no fly zone. For picks, I don't know. I'm thinking one or two. Um, I don't think Michigan had a whole lot of interceptions last year, did they? I mean, they had obviously Will Johnson had the two, but I don't think they fought. And then um, they had two against Rutgers. No, Sanders but, still had quite a few. Yeah. Rod so, Moore, but so uh, you didn't, see, but you didn't see a whole lot from the actual from like the CB ones and the CB twos. More from like mm-hmm. the slot safety position. I mean, we'll see what happens. I think I'm going to go with two, but 
yeah, overall, I, I would be ecstatic to see him as a starting DB. Honestly, I think he could play both too. ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. I'm playing both ways. So you get tired out there, you know. But I think I saw he's changing his jersey number to number one too. Ooh. It's pretty right. cool. Uh oh. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good question, guys. Good question, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, on to our next question. This is from my boy Beat, Michigan Beat. Great follow. He's hilarious. You should follow him. Um, he asked him, who do you guys think will be the legends in March Madness this year? Who's going to be one for Michigan, one from the Big Ten, and then one nationally? Tough question here. I um, mean, I think are, – are we talking about like a player on Michigan? Player is going to be yeah. a player. Coach. I think I honestly think Kobe's just going to carry this, you know, uh, well into March, and he's going to be the like monster of if we make it, he's going to be the one that everyone's going to be looking at for sure. I'm with you on Kobe. Um, I had a comment in group chat the other day. I was like, Kobe is our Kemba this year. And it was like <laughs> the Matthew McConaughey smoking meme. That was my thought. Um, yeah. But it's just. He's clutch, man. You know, the, the amount of clutch shots he hit against Wisconsin was crazy. He had that one on the baseline to go up one. I think he was, like, behind the hoop when he hit that. And, um, yeah, I think Kobe for Michigan, for the Big Ten guy, I think in Trace Jackson Davis. Um, he's been incredible this year. And I think Indiana, if a Big Ten – I don't think really any Big Ten teams are going to make a run. I don't like the Big Ten this year. But if it's going to be one, I think it's going to be – Indiana led with Trace Jackson Davis and um nationally I'm saying uh Kelvin Sampson uh kind of gets himself in that elite top tier coaching tier by getting a natty at Houston. I've loved Houston all year. They're an excellent defensive teams and I love defensive teams for the tournament. Um so I'm thinking uh Kelvin Sampson cements himself as a legend and wins a natty at Houston this year. Yeah, so I was gonna say Kobe too for my Michigan one. I'm a huge Kobe fan, and, like, he went to the same high school as me and everything, so I've been watching him for a long time, and I'm really excited about him and his progress, but just to be a little different, I would go Hunter Dickinson just because I think that this could be his last run here at Michigan. I don't know, and I think he wants to kind of cement his legacy a little more, and I think he's going to be really motivated if they make it to, I don't know, make his mark on Michigan a little – or his impact a little bigger – and for Big Ten, I also would say Trace Jackson Davis just because he's just been on a tear this year and it's his last year. I think he's also going to be like Hunter, very motivated. And national, uh, I guess I would say Drew Timmy probably. I think he's somebody that's been – he's had a lot of experience in March Madness and he kind of knows what it takes. So I, I could see him kind of exploding this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely traced Jackson Davis too for like another Big Ten player. But um, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm stuck between uh, nationally. I don't know because like the, just so many people have been inconsistent, and I, Houston's just been on fire. So I mean, if I really want to say that someone you know on Houston that Sass or whatever will go off, I think that mm-hmm. you know it's going to probably be them. They're they're hot right now. It's in. No better time than, than going into March than to be hot. So I, I bet you they'll be making a run um, in the tournament for sure. It's been a weird year in college basketball. I mean, 
number one has switched so many times. There's just been lots of upsets, and it's great. You know, we love it as a fan. But when it comes to making your pick, you just really have no clue. But, yeah, I'm riding with Houston. I love them. I think they play really well. So, but, yeah, that was an awesome question, B. Thank you so much. Um, And then uh, Rachel just asked, how many times have you watched the Hunter Dickinson shot? And then do you think Michigan's going to make the tournament? I could I couldn't tell you how many times. I mean, it's like one of those things where you're like scrolling through your timeline and you see it pop up, you just stop and watch it. <laughs> yeah. No, so, yeah. I have a great story. So I was on the treadmill the other day and like I was really struggling to finish and I was like, you know, I just need something to like boost me. And I'm not <laughs> even exaggerating when I say this, that I pulled up that like clip. And when he hit it, and like when he like walks around, he's all like tough. And I was like, all right, mark. let's go. And then I sprinted for four more minutes. So let's just say oh, thank yeah. you, Hunter Dickinson, you're badass. And uh, that just that shot was incredible. <laughs> I still get the goosebumps every time I'm thinking about it. Um, you know, big moment for a, for a guy that deserves to have that. And yeah, I'm, I've been watching it on like repeat the last three days, all the different angles and everything. I just, it's so fun to watch. Uh, all the hate that he gets and everything, it was just so good to see him. And it was such a deep three. Like, it was oh, ridiculous. Yeah. But, it's just so funny because you know he has so many haters. And I know I saw so many people on the timeline, like, I'm sick. They're like, they're <laughs> that. Everyone. Yeah. Like, it's like, I'm sick too. But, <laughs> everyone. And like, you, again, I don't blame you guys for hating him. He says he says shit that's can make you not like him, but I think it's hilarious. And yeah. he, he, back, he backs it up with his play. He's been excellent this year, so yeah, he can and, talk all the shit he wants. And I think and Michigan's going to make it, and I think that shot's going to go down in Michigan history alongside like the Jordan Poole buzzer reader and Trey Burke shot against Kansas. I, can, I think it's going to be like that that's just the feeling i have i think hunter especially if they make a run in the tournament if they find a way to make like a Mm -hmm. big time run that was the spark yep it's just so fun that it's just i I really thought we weren't even going to be worrying about this at this time that we were (laughs) just fall and we're like oh well good but it's just the the rebirth of it all (laughs) feeling it again so i'm so ready for it yeah i'm just happy they have a chance again it's exciting yeah so um to end the episode um want to give a little shout out here um if you're in ann arbor on monday stop by chrysler and go to the gymnastics i think it's called a meet i apologize if I'm yeah wrong. yeah um <laughs> but they're playing against they're playing facing oklahoma and it's it's a possible nationals preview they're actually the last two teams that have won the national championship tickets are only a dollar so go out support your your michigan athletics maybe a team you haven't watched compared to basketball and football Go out and support. It's only a dollar. If you've got nothing going on, you might as well. If I lived in Ann Arbor, I'd be going. I mean, <laughs> that sounds lit. I mean, the what these girls can do, like, it's incredible. And they are some of the most underrated athletes out there. So definitely go check it out if you've got a chance. For sure. But, yeah, so we're excited for uh, this matchup we got coming up on Thursday. So, as always, thanks for tuning in and follow us on Twitter um, at GoBlueLexi117, at UMFanOgdale, and at MGoJDBlue. As always, thanks again, and we'll see you guys next week. Go Blue, guys. Go Blue.